Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week, I'm once again joined by my buddy, Dom. Now, if you tuned in last week, you'll know that I had a chat with Dom then. Um, we spoke about a wide variety of things, old man slippers, the differences between boys and girls, driving barefoot, loads and loads of things. It was quite a great just conversation that was pretty much here, there and everywhere. Uh, but this week, it's, it's a lot more linear. One of the reasons I like talking to Dom so much is because even though he has a, a different political alignment to myself, like generally he's more right-leaning and generally I'm more left-leaning, um, he's a very intelligent, uh, very capable individual when it comes to this sort of thing. I mean, I'm fairly politically, I'd say, illiterate in a way. I know general idea of things, but I don't know sort of really in-depth things. So I quite like talking to him about a perspective that not only do I not always consider, but I just the information isn't necessarily presented to me because a lot of the people I associate with have the same political alignment as myself. And I think that these sorts of conversations with people who don't have the same uh, political alignment or even just don't agree with you in certain things, it's good to have these conversations where you can talk in a respectful manner and actually have a discussion, have a debate without anyone getting you know emotionally fueled or offended in any way. And so the conversations with Dom are always spot on. He's, he's very respectful and and, you know, I reciprocate that. So this is a great chat. Now, obviously, we both live in Britain. We're both English people. Um, so it's generally more talking about English slash British, however you want to word it, uh, politics. You know, we speak about Brexit, Labour and Conservative, the left and the right, Corbyn, Theresa May, um, that sort of thing. But it's not exclusively about that. So if you're not from England, if you're from America or anywhere else, um, we don't only talk about that. We do also talk about our opinions on minimum wage and the balance between the left and the right, hard work and communism, so all these sorts of things. So And it, obviously, this is quite a shorter chat compared to the usual ones. The usual ones are about an hour or so, but this is only half an hour. Depending on how long I make this intro, it might be a lot longer. But um, so if you're not that into British politics, you know, maybe this one wouldn't be for you, and I'd, I'd really uh, sort of push people to go and listen to the one last week if you're not into a conversation about politics. But if you're into politics, and if you're not even in England, th this is still a really, really good chat. Now, before I get started, um, there's a promo from the American Slacker podcast. Um, I implore everyone to go check those guys out. Um, and then after that promo is played, it'll be straight on into the show. So thanks as always for tuning in, guys, and I'll be back at the end for future episode details and that sort of thing. So, you know, make sure you like and follow us on all the usual social media things, and I'll speak to you at the end. What up, Slackers? I'm Matt. And I'm Jesse. We're the host of American Slacker, a weekly show that discusses the weirdest in world events. We cover UFC, the latest in technology, Xbox games, entertainment, and music reviews. We have conversations with musicians, actors, filmmakers, and other interesting guests. Twist one up or crack one open with us every Monday to start your work week off right. That's it. There you go. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. This works for you? Yeah, yeah. Distance works? All good? Yeah, yeah. I think that sounds fine. It's not a problem. Um, yeah, so I want to get you on because obviously <coughs> we have a conflict, or conflicting makes it sound so aggressive, but we have a differing uh, yeah. sort of views on uh, politics a lot of the time. Yeah. So um, I thought it'd be a good chance. I mean, obviously we won't have time for everything, but have to have you on again yeah, um, just keep having you on every six months or so um, well, a lot has happened since I was last on exactly -wise, a lot 100% I mean the two big things are basically Brexit and Trump they're, they're yeah. the two so um, I, obviously is your 
your your political alignments are slightly more right leaning than mine are. Mine are, and obviously mm-hmm. by uh, in America, obviously you could have Hillary or Trump, and I think both of them were absolutely atrocious choices, if I'm being honest. And I don't know which one. I think, yeah. in my opinion, I think Trump is probably worse. But then again, when they were first both together, I was pretty. I was like, they're both pretty awful, and I don't want either. But then as Trump's had his presidency going on for longer more stuff's come out about Hillary and it's like she's a yeah. crook as well so like well they they weren't the best of a bad bunch yeah I don't think there was a best no <laughs> so, well it's like Bernie Sanders was I think <clears throat> Bernie's better than both of them but I think he was too idealistic and I'm, yeah. he's obviously much less aligned with your views as well so I mm. imagine he had a bit the problem is with the left at the moment I find that a lot of it is they want too much and I think that's yeah. one of the issues with Corbyn I really like Corbyn but one of the big things with Corbyn was uh, the raising the the wage to like ten pound an hour sort of thing, and or whatever it was, or fifteen quid an hour, I think it was. And it was like, idealistically, that sounds great. But the problem is, if you do it too quickly, then what can happen? I feel is that certain businesses would be would just oh yeah, they'd struggle immensely. It, yeah, and also Easy. they would then just and Josh has brought up the argument of yeah, but if you're a business, you should be able to pay someone enough to live. And I agree, generally, but there's certain there are certain jobs which I think everyone should be able to live on. Yeah. But there's certain places where if you like care work's a good example because I know quite a few people voting care and mm-hmm. it's like okay if you have it so uh you make the average wage go up all you'll do is you'll make it so that the care of the places pay more for care. yeah you'll pay more for care or if they don't pay more for care you'll have the thinly spread out people in care mm-hmm. even more thinly spread out because the bosses yeah. will be like we can only afford x <clears throat> amount a month exactly we've still got this amount of clients we're not going to put our prices up because we're being competitive so uh-huh. all you people have to work harder if yeah. you don't work hard enough you get fired and we'll just get someone else exactly that I mean, the idea of someone earning £15 an hour yeah. as a minimum wage, I think is ridiculous. Mm. I earn £15 an hour. Okay, fair enough. I uh, don't think I know, do. Yeah, so That's, you know, well, you, that's good money. Well, how, you, you've been at that job for how long? Uh, four years. I started on £7 an hour, and in four years I've over-doubled my wage, yeah. which is mad. You know, that's really hard. That's not achievable easily. But I started on, I was guaranteed the money I used to earn at my old shop job. Um, and then I started doing it. I was good at it, and it went up to like ten pound within a year. Yeah, because yeah. I was worth it. Because mm-hmm. I worked hard and I was good at what I did. I had a great understanding for it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So the idea, especially in what I do, I'm, I'm a Sparky in trades terms. You are paid what you're worth. Mm-hmm. I'm good at my job. I get a good wage. Brilliant. Why should average Joe Tesco earn fifteen quid an hour? Yeah, because you're always. I mean, I worked at Tesco's. Well, that's my problem, isn't it? My problem with it is if you raise the average, if you raise the minimum wage, it's just going to even everyone out, and then it'll be, it'll be more in that sense of, I don't want to use this word frivolously and in the wrong context, but it's more of a communist state, you know? Yeah, exactly. I'm more for socialism in the way I believe there should be the right amount of benefits, and I would like it so that my ideal world would be everyone works like four hours a week, six hour days, Uh and still earn what you are now doing 40 hour weeks yeah. and you it would take a long time and I'm not saying if you nominated me mm-hmm. tomorrow I could just do it, it w- yeah. it's going to take a huge restructuring of the economy how mm-hmm. everything works and I think it's a, it's going to take decades to even get to that point if possible yeah. but that's my view of idealistically is everyone still works a good amount but you there's enough things to help people that you don't have to work absolute shitloads yeah. and people don't like it's such a hard thing to figure out like I've got a lot of idealistic stuff about 
uh, universal basic income and all these yeah. sorts of other things, which are much too big to <laughs> talk about in one uh, oh, shorter yeah. chat. Yeah, it's, it's, you could have a whole thing on that. Yeah. But I fly the other direction. Yeah. Insofar as that if I don't work for a week, I earn no money. Yeah. If I work a standardish week, for me, is about 50 hours, mm. I take on a good wedge. Yeah. If I work seven days, 14 hours a day, I take home insane money. Yeah, yeah. Justin the and Chris like that as well. The incentive is exactly that. The mm-hmm. more you work, the more you earn. And that's how I feel it should be. Right. But in your field, you should earn more. A doctor should earn more than a guy at Tesco's. Yeah. Way more. I should earn more than a guy at Tesco's. It's not a huge risk if you do things properly and you know what you're doing. Mm. But, you know, in theory, which we say all the time, plumbers get wet, electricians get electrocuted. Right. A tiny amount of ampage across your heart and you're dead. Yeah. So... I should earn more money based on the fact that my knowledge of what, you know, I've trained and practiced and there's more risk involved and I have a lot more responsibility than a guy filling shelves. Mm. Why should we earn the same money? Exactly. And that's the point of it. And that's that's why communism can never work. Uh, that's a big Exactly thing. that. Yeah. And it, it's a hard one though because <laughs> like the problem is with my idealistic way of thinking this is why you need a balance of the right and the left I feel yeah. for anything like, even though I am generally more centre left it's still yeah. I think that you should be able to live on 30 hours a week and so mm-hmm. on you shouldn't feel like you have to but then again it's that thing of well, people are going to want to work more than that I have friends yeah. and family who would rather work you know the majority of their lives but when they're not working they just ball out of control in a sense Yeah. whereas me I'm more of for me as an individual as well I think of it as a I want to work less because when I'm not working, I've got podcasting, I've got mm-hmm. this, I've got that. I make myself busy. But some yeah. people aren't like that. Some people right. go mad if they're not at work for long enough. They get like cabin fever and don't want to do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, when when we don't work over Christmas, when we've got the time off over Christmas, it used to be by sort of day three or four. Man, I'm bored. I want to go back to work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> i got nothing to do because I've, I've raced through everything in quick time. And like even now, my missus will have a go at me because she'll be like, oh yeah, just let's just chill for the evening. I'm like, mm let's do something mm. or you know she'll be working a night shift so we're not going to see each other because I'll work for her there and I'll come home we'll be chatting a bit and I've got like oh, I've got some stuff to sort out I'm going to do this I'm going to do that I'm going to do this I'm going to run around do this this and this she's like why you've already worked a whole day why don't you just chill I'm like, ah, there's time I can do stuff in there yeah time. I'm the same I don't like sitting still the only time I'll sit still and chill is when I'm with that yeah, and yeah. we'll just chill out and do nothing it's just relaxing mm. but if not there is something to be done let's just do it Yeah, yeah. why wait until tomorrow why not do it now yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the same as that. People, exactly that. My friends say that I, I make my own life more difficult because yeah. I, I can't sit still. I, if there's chores to be done at all, I'll just mm-hmm. if I have time to myself, I'll do that. If yeah. I'm with people, that's my time to chill, not necessarily by myself. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly, I'm exactly the same. And you know, going back to the, the politics thing and the, the whole people being able to work slightly less and earn the same amount of money, it doesn't fit in with everyone, but mm-hmm. it might fit in my work. But I think everything is in such a way, I don't think there'll ever be a change like that. Yeah. I don't think you could ever implement a change like that. Yeah. Because I don't think it work. Same as, same as the Brexit thing. So, everyone was so stuck in it, and I know, me personally, if I take me for an example, maybe there's a lot of people like me, but there's not. But I voted to stay in. Because mm-hmm. I was of the opinion that I know how things are. If things don't change, you know, it's it's fine. Because I know that there's a, there's a balance at the moment, some great stuff, some crappy stuff. If we just go on as we are now, mm-hmm. it'll be fine. And we voted to leave. Yeah. The country as a whole voted to leave. Maybe yeah. only by a small margin, but it's important. That's how democracy works. More wanted to go, so we have to go. Mm. Absolutely fine with that. Now, I'm like, okay, we've done it. Let's do it. Let's do it fine. I'm 100% behind it. 
And after that, after the voting stuff, I found out a lot more information that actually made me think, I think I was being a bit of a chicken. Right. I should have been a bit more bold and said, no, I, I think we could do better on our own because I think we can. Okay. Um, like the, I think it's Tate and Lyle Sugar, them as an example, they used to use cane sugar to make their sugar. Mm-hmm. And they used to have, they have a dock on the Thames and they used to get thousands of tons of unprocessed stuff in there to make into sugar. Now, as part of the European Union, they have to use beet sugar from Europe. Right. There's not enough. Okay. So they can only produce so much. So they're limited by the regulations. Yeah. Mm. And they're making something like 25-ish percent, or they used to. Mm. So now we're going to go and they can make loads more. Yeah. That's brilliant. Loads more money. It's the economy. Mm. It's how the economy works. The more you produce and the more you can sell, the more you money make. Yeah. The more taxes are paid and the better the country does. So things like that, I think, amazing. And there's there's got to be countries all, uh, businesses all up and down the country that are in similar positions. Because mm-hmm. by being tied into just the European market, we're ignoring a huge, well, the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, and Europe's already grown. It's, you know, pretty much all the way over first world countries. Yeah. There's a lot of developing countries that want the money, be it secured through loans or whatever, but they have the money to buy stuff they need. Yeah. Why don't we sell it to them? Because there's mm. a huge demand, a much bigger demand. South Korea, I think it was like five, six years ago when I first started looking at becoming a tradie. South Korea are building a whole city. Yeah. A whole city. It was a project, not just we're going to expand this, we're going to do some building projects. They had planned an entire city to build and they wanted it to be really technologically up there and become the hub of trading and financial stuff in Asia, which bit of struggle because you've got China and Japan yeah but fair play to them the amount of tradesmen they were looking for was insane and you'd have earned great money over there yeah great I can money. imagine and there's other things that I've looked at and I've been told no I'm not allowed mm. um, going and doing electrics in places like Somalia and things okay. like that yeah as an unqualified Sparky's mate you get 800 quid a day wow okay and you have to sign up for like three months minimum a year maximum I think Obviously, there is a risk of you being captured by pirates. And yeah. You've got two little guys with handguns who probably aren't being paid enough to want to risk their life for you. Yeah. Um, so it was a huge risk, but three months at 800 quid a day, unreal money. Yeah. Developing country. Mm. If that's why they're paying the blokes, imagine what they're paying people driving machinery. Imagine what they're paying for the machinery because they're going to want it. Mm. Even if they're hiring it, unreal amounts of money to flow into the country mm. via taxes on people like JCB and stuff like that yeah um, huge amounts did we do it no because we can't sell the stuff over there without being taxed hugely on it so they don't want to pay the tax so they'll ship it to Europe and sell it through there or private other, or in smaller scales to avoid the huge tax mm. so I think the rest of the world offers better opportunities than Europe I thought at the time it was good now's the time to go yeah, I mean, with the European Union, it's basically saying that you basically prioritise a lot of things in Europe mm-hmm. and you have to abide by a lot of their laws and things. And the the thing is with it, unfortunately, it's one of those circumstances which, I want to preface this, what I'm about to say is, I'm not saying you are saying this, mm. but like, a lot with the Brexit thing, the people who want to stay and the people who want to leave were both saying, no, this will happen. That was the problem. They were oh, yeah. saying, no, this is definitely going to happen. Opinions present or, facts. And the problem is, is what, I always just stood in the middle of it and I was like, I don't know. So in my opinion, what I think they shouldn't, they shouldn't have fucking called the Brexit to out of the recession. I think yeah. that was a dumb thing to do. I think it was an ego vote. But like, 
What they should have done really <coughs> is said, had an option on the Brexit vote and said, okay, vote, stay, decide in 10 years. Mm. And I, because I think if we're, if our economy was stable, as in not in a recession anymore, yeah. I would feel like we should, it's a consideration. And I think we should have spent years researching, yeah. looking into so the everyone options. everyone had a perfect idea of. Yeah. So you know the best possible idea of what exactly, would and you say, okay, if we we're in Europe, yeah, we'd have this better, this better, this better, this better. We'd have better mm-hmm. trading routes with everyone in Europe. We'd have slightly worse trading routes with I don't know, America, Africa, and Asia. But we'd get these benefits from the European Union. If we were out, we wouldn't get this benefit, this benefit, this benefit. But because of this, 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 we'd save money here, 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 which we would invest, and not that bullshit that Boris Johnson and Farage mm-hmm. said that they would do. As in the actual, we will do this. We're going to write this into the referendum. Yeah. If this doesn't happen, the people who've written it. It, we're going to get in jailed. That's yeah. the kind of shit it should yeah, be. Accountability. Exactly. Actual That's accountability of what you're saying. Because there, there isn't really any there. No. Because people out were saying, oh, look at all this money we'll have to spend on stuff. You know, we can spend all this money on the NHS. Well, yeah, if we put 300 grand a week into Europe, we were getting like 150 back. Yeah. Because a lot of stuff is funded by the European Union. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's plaques on things. We've worked in community centres and things like that. Oh, this, you know, benefits from European Union funding. Yeah. The plaque's been up there for seven years, eight years, when yeah. the place was built, you know. Exactly. It's not a new thing that they've put up to try and convince people to stay. Um, so they were they were blowing the benefits out of proportion. Yeah. But on the flip side, the stay campaign, which was a... There wasn't really any rolling thunder behind that. I mean... The Labour Party as a whole, you had people going, oh yeah, no, we should stay, we should stay. But so late in the game, Jeremy Corbyn decided to take an official stance. Mm. Um, and I reckon if he'd have pushed it, his ideas, because his ideas were to stay. They mm. always were. He just never bothered getting involved in it much. I mm. kind of think he wanted the Conservatives to slip up, ruin it, so they could rush in and take power. Mm. Um, but I reckon we'd have ended up staying if, if the Labour Party had put its full weight behind staying. Yeah. But they didn't do it. It was essentially yeah. the Conservatives and the Lib Dems who, let's face it, they got no chances of anything these days. It we've become like America. You have got Republicans, Democrats. Yeah, we've got Labour and Tory, and that's it. Yeah. Pretty much those those are yeah. the viable options of what could become a party. Um, not not to say that voting for someone else is wrong. No, of course, but no, no, the no. viable options. You know, it's we're, one of those two is going to win. So. We're not the same as America in a two party system, but we almost are. We, yeah, we're not enough. Yeah. We're not like France, which we should be. Which is there's a huge voting thing, mm. um, and then. Out of everyone gets a free plane, and mm-hmm. then the two out of all them that get voted the most, then those two go against each other, unless yeah. there's an overwhelming majority for one. That's how it should be, because then it'd be like, okay, Green Party would have a chance. Every day. I'm not saying Green Party would yeah, essentially no, run yeah. the country, but I'm saying, like, if you said to people, you can vote for everyone, then out of all them who get voted the most, like with the whole vote with uh, the Conservatives, you know, with uh, Theresa May and Jeremy Corbyn, once again, it was. I don't like rush elections. I think it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I think it's both sides were saying way too much without enough weight behind it and then waiting way too many things. And I think that on both sides, yeah. even though obviously I'm more of a Corbyn supporter and obviously you're mm-hmm. on the conservative side, but I hate saying sides. I like to make it so we're at no, yeah, each other. I know what but the problem is I found with Brexit and with uh, the whole Theresa May, Corbyn, mm-hmm. rush election thing is you don't give people enough time to f- think about anything. No. You, you need years to be able to formulate a plan. And as we said about accountability, you need to be able to figure out, okay, if we're going to stay or leave, this is what we're going to do. Uh-huh. And the biggest fuck-up of the whole Brexit thing is that uh, Josh was telling me that... Now, this is obviously... Uh, a lot of people blaming Theresa May for this, which I'm not necessarily saying it is or isn't her fault, even though I don't like her as an individual. Mm-hmm. But I feel like even if, say, Labour had won, Corbyn got in and we were still leaving somehow, it would probably be maybe maybe not quite as bad. I'd like to think it wouldn't be, but I don't know. But it's been... We've had this whole stay-leave thing uh, sorted for quite a while, as in we're going to leave for, I think it's almost been a year or something. And then apparently the negotiations only started like three weeks ago. 
And yeah. it's like the the planning of everything started three weeks ago because obviously Boris Johnson's um, he was one of the big levers he's gone Nigel Farage he's gone a lot of the people who are in the real big we're in the leave camp we're going to do yeah. this bailed and then you've got Theresa May yeah. who's left there which I feel a bit sorry for her she's, like, she's going to be scapegoated 100% I exactly. think as soon as Brexit is actually dealt with in the set she's going to get Binned off. Bit, and obviously, yeah. regardless of whether or not you agree or one agrees with her policy, how she handles things, I mean, there's a lot of things that I don't necessarily like about her that much, but I don't know enough to really have a strong stance. But I know for a fact that anyone in that position is fucked. Because yeah. you have everyone saying leave, even if she didn't take a stance, everyone says leaves, people leave, and then everyone who wanted to leave bails, and then you're left mm. there fumbling around trying to figure you, out someone something. who actually wanted to stay now has to... And you'd, you'd worked out ideas to stay and how you should work things out. Now you have to pick up their breadcrumbs and... And, and try and bake your cake. And We've got a work. couple of months. We've got like yeah. three months to decide. And it's like, we should have had a voting option, which is leave it for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Then at that 10-year point, we go, okay, yeah. now we're going to vote to stay or leave. We can also do another postponing if we want, because uh-huh. there's no reason for us to have to leave now. Hopefully, we'll all be fine, you know? And yeah. it's just like, if we'd have had time, I would, I would be really interested to see if people who are educated and had enough time to figure things out and mm. had like a, okay, we're going to leave in 10 years. Over the next 10 years, we're going to span a gigantic sheet of work for every part of uh-huh. the British economy. What directly over the last 10 years has been contributing to and affected by what? And then from that, we'll be able to do a good justified reasoning. We'll have an air quotes leave camp, an air yep. quotes stay camp, and we'll have list out everything we say we're going to do. We're going to have out of... 25 things we say we're going to do five of them we're going to put say they're hardline issues and we if we do not get these five things done we are going to be uh, yeah we'll be accountable we'll yeah. be fined or we'll have you know restrictions for us something yeah. just something we'll be banned from politics exactly it should something be like that, that. Yeah, yeah you're removed from politics and that's the problem with this country whether it's because like with Jack Corbyn being at the front of Labour Labour's getting a bit um, I'm, I'm obviously more of a Labour supporter at the moment but like before Corbyn was in, when Miliband and before that, I didn't yeah. give a crap. Because to me, they were both... Labour and Conservative were quite similar in quite a few ways. And I didn't like the level of corruption and lack of accountability. And there's... I know at the moment there's a lot of Tories who have been done for paedophilia. But I know there's a lot of people in Labour who are getting a lot of shit for this, that and the other. And it's the realm of politics which I don't agree with. You yeah. know? And I just think it's like... <sighs> Jeremy Corbyn's Labour is more idealistic and it's getting a lot more... Uh, free passes especially from my our generation because Corbyn is I don't even if you don't like him as an individual I think he really does mean well and he really wants to help but even if you don't look at even if you take him out of the picture mm-hmm. I, none of us really know anything about the rest of Labour nope. so the problem is is like well he could be you know, he gets compared to Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? If we use that as he's the Obi-Wan Kenobi of Labour he's the saviour he's gonna if you got him elected he'd do everything you want well that's fine but he's still got this whole cabinet and this whole side of like people who are backing him, which basically have the very similar or the same views as what they did when Miliband was in. So yeah. it's just like, one figurehead changing it, yeah, it can help a that's, lot. But that's why at the moment I think the Conservatives, even though people go, oh yeah, Conservatives, Conservatives, are, all the stuff that's going on isn't actually their fault. Right. Um, yeah, very, politics, very, very politics. bad time, to be fair. David yeah, Cameron exactly. did the fucking yeah. ego election and then the Brexit. Yeah, it's the worst time, time in People British clamoured for it and he went, fine, if you really want it that badly, I'll give it to you. Mm. And everyone went, oh, crap, okay. Um, yeah. And he went, no, you've asked for it, there it is, have it. And everyone voted and they had to go on their opinions, not on what they know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll be better off or I think we should stay. Yeah. Um, and it happened. And he went, okay, sound, well, I'm off. Yeah. Got what you asked for, bye. Mm. And then so May's now, kind of left there yeah, Theresa May's come into it. There was, you know, there were the the campaign for leadership within the Conservatives. I think she was 
by far, as soon as as soon as I found out who was running for it, I was like, well, it's her. She should win. <laughs> she needs to win. She is the most qualified person for it. Yeah. Um, and I personally think she's doing an alright job. She's not in the public eye at all much. Mm. I mean, a lot there's a lot of speculation. People say this about her and that about her. She's doing this. She's doing that. Actually, how often do you see her on telly? Mm. Hardly ever. What she is actually doing is working and doing stuff. I take the view that she should be working hard for the country not working hard to look like she's doing the right thing That's on the telly. Point. David Cameron was on the news and on the telly and speaking a lot all the time. So people thought a bit better of the Conservatives when he was in charge, you know, in my point. opinion. Yeah, that's Whereas a, that's Theresa a May, I mean, look at the, when we had the general election here, she, she called a general election, and then we had a load of terror attacks. Mm. She didn't have time to run a campaign. Yeah. She was trying to keep the country safe. So, you know, they still won in a manner of speaking. We've now got a split parliament sort of thing. Yeah. Well, not not, not a, a hung parliament or a split parliament, but there's there's a power share between her and a very minor party um, to make sure that they essentially... Get their way. Well, one thing um, some people don't know, just interject quickly of the whole thing, is in Southampton, it, um, the vote for Conservative MP was, I think it was like 32 more than Labour. Mm-hmm. So if 17 people who voted for um, Conservative in Southampton, mm-hmm. right, Southampton's 230,000 people, okay? So out of 230,000 people, not all of them voted, granted, if we said as a general, let's say 100,000 voted, just for yeah. argument's sake, I don't know how many did, but say 100,000 people voted in Southampton. Uh-huh. Literally 17 people voted the other way from Conservative. What that would have done is made that our MP would have been a Labour MP, uh-huh. and that would have been one less seat for the government, and that would have been them just under the threshold. Uh-huh. They wouldn't have even been able to have a coalition, and that yep. would have made a hung parliament. Yeah, literally insane. 17 people I mean, in the how many whole other of Britain. Constituencies that might have yeah, happened. And I haven't well. looked at all of them in detail. I just yeah. noticed Southampton a few nearby, but it's like. Literally, just that is actually. I've had parties uh-huh. in my house with more people than that. Yeah, and you exactly. just think like when people say one vote doesn't make a difference. Like in that election, yeah, it, it really actually does. Actually, every vote makes did. a difference. What used to bug me, I always used to sound off about. It. I'm, I'm a conservative supporter, but it used to bug me when, when cameras in power and we're having elections and things. You get a vote for UKIP is a wasted vote, hmm. or a vote for UKIP is just a vote for Labour. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. That's really derogatory to say your vote is just a waste. Mm. No, it's not. That's that's quite cruel. Yeah. If he was voting for you, he'd say, brilliant, well done. You're a great voter. Nice yeah. nice job. Because he's voting for someone else, like, waste, loser. Mm. That's rude. Yeah, that's but- that's mean and unfair. That's undemocratic. Yeah, exactly. That's basically, it's diminishing the importance of it, of the individual exactly. vote. And- Why make a big drive to get people to vote if you're just going to say it's a waste because they're not voting for you? Exactly. And what, like my dad, for example, my dad generally voted more conservative. You know, he's mm. more aligned with your work, your views because he, he grew up, uh, you know, um, very, very poor. He's always worked his whole life. He's worked his ass off. He had his own company. He worked exactly. 60 hour weeks. And he made a great success out of nothing. Exactly. 100%. So he has the more conservative mindset, uh, which is understandable mm. of like, you know, I work for this. So my equivalent of thing which is a lot of what you're thinking is as well not obviously saying you only think like this because of this yeah. but like part of it is you've worked very hard you've made your a life for yourself from that therefore you have a slightly different mindset from mm-hmm. uh what's the word trust a trust fund baby yeah now, i'm not a trust fund baby necessarily but i did because my dad works so hard and my mum works hard i was a bit sport when i was a kid mm. so my as you were talking about in the last podcast about uh i think it was your niece who yeah. can be a bit sport and doesn't have an idea about finances I was the same as that. I, yeah. I had that thing, so I can sympathise with that. But my dad, he used to, and my brother used to, vote for Green Party. Mm. Now, he used to say, Green Party never going to win, but what you want is, if you can get enough seats in, you don't want a green government. Well, he would say, I don't want a green government. He would say, yeah. I want a few seats in the House, and See, then they can say... I'm of exactly the same mind. I personally think Conservatives should always be in power. That's fair enough. They your opinion, do, yeah. 
in my opinion, what I think is needed to do. They cut and they scrimp and they save and yeah, they give tax breaks to people. Brings the companies in. I'd rather someone pays some tax than no tax. Okay. Um, like the Google thing, because hmm. you know Google paid, Google didn't pay all this tax. We got a lot of jobs here, hmm. and all those people are paying tax. Yeah. Whereas if you force Google to pay all their tax, they go, all right, see you later. I'm going to this country where they'll give me a tax break. All these people degree. are unemployed and they're not paying tax. But England That's does have one it. of the lowest corporate taxes of all of Europe. So you'd yeah. actually still be able to increase it. Oh, by yeah. Quite a few. There is it's a middle ground. There's always, there's there's always a middle ground. That's yeah, the there's always a middle things. ground where you can get to. Um, but yeah, I, I think conservatives should always be in power. That's I think enough, yeah. they do the dirty work that no one wants to. Labour, mm. in my opinion, come in and go, yeah, right, let's do this, let's do that, let's do this, let's do that. And then things start to fall apart and they go crap we're going to have to raise taxes a lot to pay for all the shit we've just bought Mm. or we're going to have to borrow lots of money Mm -hmm. which means when you have um, a failure in the economy or something or or world over suddenly everyone's skin Mm -hmm. and people are going oh you need to give me those two trillion pounds back Mm. I need them and we go shit where are we going to get that from tax people yeah or we scrimp we save we cut like the conservatives do and we don't owe anyone any money we can spend our own money I think that's how it should be but I also think Labour should always be a strong opposition. Mm. They should complement each other. You should have an equally strong opposition as you should have an equally strong government because Conservatives may cut too much. But if you kick up a stink enough as Labour, you'll stop them cutting that bit. Mm. They've, you know, scrimped some money elsewhere, which is great because I want them to. But you've stopped them cutting that vital thing that you thought was important. Mm. Labour make the perfect opposition to Conservative, in my opinion. They are perfect parties to have those two I wouldn't care if you got rid of Green or UKIP or any of the others I think you could pin them all off and the country wouldn't be any different in Mm. my opinion Conservatives in power with a strong Labour opposition brilliant the time of Labour when Corbyn was looking like he was going to get ousted it was bad Mm. because they weren't strong enough to oppose and shout back against Conservative so I didn't like that I wanted him to stay in power and be strong or to pin him off and get someone strong to lead them yeah um I don't think they should be in charge, but I like to have a strong Labour. Yeah. A strong Labour Party bitching at the government all the time to make sure they don't do too much of a good thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I know you're running out of time here, so I know that you need to leave in a moment, so I have to wrap up in a second. But I will have uh, finishing thoughts, and it's very good that you said that at the mm. end, because um, I think at some point we'll have to sit down and have a big old after-research into things, because you're a lot more politically literate than I am. Um, but um, maybe I'll get Josh involved or something, have a big old political discussion. Yeah, we get a couple of people involved on it. Yeah, man. Um, that'd be good. cool. But like, because um, me and Reese are a lot more centre-left, mm. centre... I think Reese is actually more right-leaning than I am, actually. But yeah. um, it's like... Josh is more left than all of us mm. then I think it's probably me then Reese, then you I think yeah um, but one of the things that you say about the opposition which is it's unlike a lot of people to say and it's it, it goes really well this kind of be the, the final thought in a sense mm-hmm. for me um, with business one of the best mm-hmm. things of business I know the world should, the, the country shouldn't necessarily be run with a, like a business but it should be in certain ways but yeah with business what breeds innovation is uh, uh, opposition Mm-hmm. When there's two companies fighting for the top, yeah. then one will outdo one. Yeah, one outdoes one, then the other one outdoes it, and they mm-hmm. keep outdoing each other because they want you. If there's just one, if Apple was the only person to make smartphones, our smart, we'd probably still only be the iPhone 3 equivalent yeah, of because they'd be like, we can just drip feed you because we don't give a shit. Uh-huh. And I find that with politics and things like that, like there's someone, I think his name is, do you know who Jordan Peterson is? Vaguely. You need to look him up. You'd really, I think mm. you'd really dig his stuff. But basically, he said, you need both left and right. 
because you need the lefties to be creative and create a business, but you need the people on the right to run a business. Yeah. And that's the yeah, kind that's, of mindset. that's actually perfect. That's a perfect way of summing it up because you need them. You need each other. And another guy, just quick, Akala. Mm-hmm. He's a British rapper. Oh, I know. He's been on the Scroobiest Pit podcast. Yeah. He is an incredibly knowledgeable man, very learned. He, He's... Uh, his mum's white Scottish his dad's uh, black Jamaican or Caribbean one or the other um, so he does a lot on race and a lot on social class as well and a lot on historical like how things have kicked back and again and again and again we keep getting into the same place and why it's happening I would properly push anyone to listen to that man talk mm. he's a musician that's what he started doing Yeah. but he writes novels he's a historian he's a lecturer he runs um, a thing called Hip Hop Shakespeare Okay. like there was one that I watched where um he was reciting lines of Wu-Tang Clan oh, yeah. and Shakespeare and then asking this audience from Oxford, like Oxford University and things like that, who's who? Oh, wow. And they couldn't get it because like, hip-hop is not just aggressive music. There's proper meaning to it and things like that. And his stance on politics, he's, as far as I'm aware, he's a Labour voter. Mm-hmm. But I greatly appreciate his perspective and his ideas on politics. Mm. And... Yeah, if if you know if you're on the fence of politics, I think he's a great person to because he doesn't ever enforce his opinion either. He doesn't go, you know, I do this. This is the way things are. He goes, I personally think this, but there's this argument. There's this argument, and then lets you decide yourself. He never pushes people in the directions. So actually, mm. you should really, really watch some of his stuff. A lot of his, a lot of his speeches and things like that. Yeah, I'm definitely it's brilliant. Game for that. Mm. Well, that's cool then. Well, um, yeah, I'll wrap this up then because I know you need to uh, shoot off. So, um, yeah, it's been a great uh, been chat awesome, man. both of them and um, definitely have to on again soon. It's uh, been a pleasure. Well, I think it's March is the deadline to be out of Europe. Oh, I see. So by the time March rolls around, we'll have a lot to talk about. We'll talk again before then. But yeah. Well, by think... the time March rolls around, we'll have a lot to discuss. I think, yeah, if we maybe try and orchestrate something, maybe... Uh... Maybe November or something. Like when mm-hmm. the winter starts coming in a bit more, and people we've got and when it's looming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, we'll, I'll look into it a little bit more. <clears> get a bit more stats. Maybe get Josh or whatever involved, and we'll, uh, we'll have a big old just chinwag just Definitely. about politics. Definitely awesome. That's well, brilliant. Pleasure as always, Tom. Again, thanks, man. And that's the end of the podcast. Thanks as always for tuning in, guys. As I said at the start of the podcast, um, you know, be sure to check out last week's episode also with Dom. Uh, that wasn't about politics at all, really. It was just about this, that, and everything, really. So, you know, if you enjoyed this one, be sure to go check that one out. Um, the week before that one was part two of a chat with Reese and Josh. It was a gaming chat, you know, about sort of some of the issues of the gaming industry at the moment and that sort of thing. So if you're into video games, I implore you to check that one out, too. Um, in the coming weeks, uh, I've got three episodes coming up that I've recorded. Um, I've got another couple I'm recording in the next couple of weeks as well. Um, but what it seems to be is the next three maybe sort of one-off episodes. I often have quite long conversations, so I like splitting them in two. But this one might be, or the next three weeks, maybe three individual ones. One chat that I've got recorded is with a fellow podcaster called Frank Burton. Um, surprisingly, no relation. Um, we have a great chat. Um, we talk about his podcast a bit, and we also speak to him about um, epilepsy. Uh, he he is a great tale. He, he talks about how he has epilepsy and a lot of sort of misconceptions about epilepsy. Um, for example, he doesn't have one that you get seizures from lights and things, and he explains that there's differences between them, and I wasn't aware of that, so that's a really interesting chat too. Um, we've got Alex returning, um, which he's been on two of the past podcasts, uh, movie ones, uh, but this time we're not doing a movie one. We're doing one about sort of nature and stuff in general, which is really cool. Um, and they've got another uh, nature one coming out uh, with... Um, Belinda, which is my paleontologist friend Wayne, uh, his sister. Um, so 
not sure if I'm going to release them in that order or whatever. I mean, I'm, I should be recording another episode in a couple of days, um, which I imagine will be a two-parter, but it may not be. We'll see. Um, so the order may change. So don't hold me to that, considering the, these two with uh, with Dom were actually meant to be released uh, a like a week prior but uh, different podcasts kind of came up and stuff so i end up messing with the order anyway because i can't make my bloody mind up can i um i think that's more or less it um so i just say you know if you haven't liked us on social media followed us on any of that sort of jazz i implore you to do that as well i keep saying the word implore and i'm sorry i don't usually use that word but oh well i'm gonna keep on using it um basically you know face group face group facebook instagram twitter twitter i generally sort of retweet other people's shows and have interactions with people a little bit more so that's sort of that kind of level um instagram is more i post try and post every day but i don't get to uh obviously i don't get to i don't make time to um often on instagram i've got sort of a couple of movie reviews i often do um i post about new episodes there's also photos often that go along with certain episodes um whether there's, i talk about someone's tattoos i normally get a photo of that or animals that are discussed in an episode i sometimes get photos off of that so instagram's kind of almost like uh, almost the extended experience in a way which makes it sound much more grandiose than it is but you know if you use any of the three platforms and you only want to follow us on one i'd, I'd implore instagram more so than the others Anyway, I think that's enough of me rambling at the end of the podcast. As I say, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate anyone who listens all the way to the end of the podcast. And I'll talk to you guys next week.